Like, what is it with tea in America versus England? We just kicked their ass when it, like, I mean, like, this is unbelievable. Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I am Mark Titus. She is Charlotte Wilder, and she is no longer in Los Angeles. Charlotte, the dream is dead. You were here for one week. You're back in the Northeast. Is it snowing there still? What's going on? I pay zero attention to anything that happens outside my bubble. Yes, good. As you should. That's that's why America is is doing so well. Um, <laughs> I know I'm not in LA anymore. Uh, we had we had a magical in person pod, but I want to assure the people that the quality is going to be no less for us being uh, on opposite sides of the don't country. Don't set Come on. the bar too high. All right. Okay. It's going to suck. Um, <laughs> it's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's going to be awful. Yeah. Um, it is snowy. It is snowy in the Northeast Mark. It's very snowy. I went my, my latest, uh, <laughs> my latest issue is that I have these bean boots, right? These yellow bean boots, like any, any, you know, self-respecting New Englander. Um, and I went for a walk in them and they hurt my shins so I had to go for a walk in my sneakers and then I ruined my new sneakers because I got them all muddy for, you know it's just like those are the things you don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about it I, no. can, I, can, can I call you out quickly that when you were out here uh, you, you were talking about how it's so cold in the northeast and how Man, it's so nice. First of all, the weather sucked in LA while you were out here. It just wasn't as bad, you yeah. know, obviously. But it was, it was, we were having a great run of weather where it was unseasonably warm. And, I, you know, you can and go to the beach. And then this asshole shows up. And then you showed up and it got, it, it was a little cloudy, but it's still like in the 50s and 60s. So it's like, we yeah. can't really complain too much given how cold it is in other parts of the country. Um, Anyway, it was it was a little chilly to go to the beach, but you're still like screw it. Like compared to back home, like this is this is really oh, hot. Yeah, I was like, like this is, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm gonna sit in a bathing suit on the yes. beach. It's 55 so let's, degrees. Let's go to the beach. I don't care. I was like Charlotte. It's kind of cold for. Be- I don't care. We're going to the beach. So you and I went to the beach, and uh, you had these these grandiose plans of yeah, laying out in your bathing suit, and you're like, I'm getting yep. in the water, and I was like Charlotte, I don't think you understand how cold this water is. And you're like, I don't care. It's warmer than it is in New England. So I'm getting in the water, and then, boy, those dreams died real fast. You got to be, you know, like, I got so, so I'm calling I, you out for being soft. Like basically, LA you. made you soft in the snap of a finger too, because you're like, okay, 63 degrees. This is way too cold. This is way Hear too. Hear me cold. out. Hear me out. I was colder in LA than I have been since getting back. First of all, my Airbnb I don't think had insulation, and it would get to be like 50 at night, so I was just like shivering. Second of all, yeah, the wind is a thing at the beach, so I had to like, I turned into a burrito. I just wrapped myself in so many towels because I hadn't brought anything warm. And I just had like goosebumps the whole time. But you know what? Oh, I just hit my mic. You know, we 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 did it anyway. We did and, it. and thank you for bearing with me. Next time, if I could, if I'm there the next time and it's and it's freezing again, then it's it's like me watching Virginia games. Like then it's definitely my fault. <laughs> yeah it, it well you, i mean you came in you came in january slash february it's it's not a you know it's, we still have we still have winters in la anyway enough of that let's talk about uh you you want to talk about um um new england and adjustments and i don't know i'm trying to think of a good segue uh tom brady won the super bowl that's let's just get right to it like that's yeah. that's really what i wanted to mention is that tom brady your beloved tom brady um won the new england patriots his seventh super bowl congratulations to all the patriots fans out there who are celebrating as though they have won a seventh Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Charlotte, would you like to speak on behalf of Patriots Nation on this historic monumental win for your franchise? <laughs> 
God, Mark. So, okay, I, I'm realizing that I don't know that I am the person to speak for Pat's nation because yeah. my my everybody I talk you know my I'm talking to all these friends from New England as it's happening the the responses could not be more varied some people are like there's a group chat of friends from high school one of them's going you know I'm I'm so happy for Tom another one's going well, you know, I'm happy for him, but this feels awful. Another one was like, I'm rooting so hard for the Chiefs. Like, I don't know that there is any one collective emotion, um, except that I think Pat's fans are like the defiant ones are like, no, no, this is our win. This is our guy. Like, he gave us so much. We have to support him. You're an asshole if you don't. And it becomes this like moral high ground where I'm like, look, I'm sorry. It would be very cool if he had won with the Patriots, but... I have reconciled it, and 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 I came to terms with this, Mark, because I realized that Tom Brady is just living out the way that I like to live my life, which is that if anybody doubts you, if anybody hates on you, you don't acknowledge <laughs> is, it. You just who you is just, doubting him? What what do you mean doubting him? When, when he left New England, oh when they were God. like, "Oh, it was Belichick." Yeah. When it was, he was like, "I am putting to bed any conversation." Uh, I'm just getting deja vu to like the the Patriots have won 400 Super Bowls and they're going into their 401st Super Bowl, and there's a narrative coming out of the city of Boston in the Greater New England area <laughs> that we are underdogs. Nobody believes in us uh what everyone everyone hates us we, yeah we, yeah yeah what do you <laughs> nobody okay. doubted tom brady yes they did this season <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> okay this is one look i admit that pats fans are the worst and i admit that that you know going to the sixth super bowl as underdogs like that's not a thing and even i could be like this is ridiculous but but the bucks were seven and five and at one point this season they started they it wasn't looking yeah. great all right. At some point this season, I suppose they kind of yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, don't know. I feel like a lot matter. of people thought Mahomes was going to do it. Yeah, I did. I, I thought Mahomes was going to win. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought so, the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were going to win, but it's not. It's nothing against Tom Brady. Like it's not like Tom Brady won, and I sat there and it's not like I was watching the Buccaneers blow out the Chiefs, and I was like, "How is this happening?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know exactly. This is this is a story I've seen many times before. Uh, I, I don't go to the 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 twenty first Star Wars movie that's made and scratch my head at the uh, the the what, what, man. Are I, you a Star Wars guy? I, I was about to say the bad Where bad choice of this? bad choice of analogy with Star Wars, where I don't even know who the hell the the Jedi are. They the good guys? <laughs> Oh, you know Damn what you it. do for a show? I dropped the ball on that one. Then I was like, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be. Gr- I'm killing this analogy. And then I was like, who are the, who are the good guys in Star Wars movies? <laughs> I can't learned. even help you because I don't know. You know, someday, like in the middle of the summer, when it's like all star break in baseball and there's no sports happening, we should have someone come on the podcast and teach us about Star Wars. Yeah, that's like an idiot's the people's sports the, podcast the, idiots guide, guide to, to Star Wars. Wars. Guide to Star. Uh, well, here's the thing, Charlotte. Whether New England fit, you don't have to speak on behalf of all the New England fans. I understand okay. that that's a tough spot to be put in, but I think the Thank important you. thing to remember <laughs> is that whether you are. Uh, Patriots fan who is happy for Tom Brady that he won or whether you're upset that Brady is throwing two touchdown passes to Gronk in the Super Bowl and he's not wearing Patriots uniform as he's doing it 
Um, the important thing is that Patriots fans have all come together and made it about themselves. And I think yes. we can't lose sight of that. That that is the one thing that matters more than anything else. Is that I think that's the most <laughs> impressive thing about this NFL season that Pat's fan, like the team was out, you know, mid-November for all intents and purposes. And, and Patriots fans still managed to have like articles in the New York Times about how we're, how we're feeling. Like my buddy yeah. wrote, a, wrote a thing for GQ and quoted me. And I was like, oh my God, we did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so nothing to do with your feelings as a patriots fan or tom brady or anything else what 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 else is there to take away from the super bowl kind of a dud of a game i mean it was interesting in that uh if a blowout was going to happen i thought it would have been the chiefs blowing them out for obvious reasons like they're the, they're the team that scores a thousand points every game it seems like uh-huh. um they are the team that was favored in this game so if you would have told me there was going to be a blowout um, you would have assumed it was the Chiefs. So in that regard, it was a surprise, and maybe that was interesting. But I don't know. I, I sort of felt like it was – I won't use the the word boring because that's stupid. It's the Super no, Bowl, and it's still fun, right. and I, I enjoyed watching it. But given what I was hoping to get out of a Super Bowl, I wasn't quite like – that's not a memorable Super Bowl to me. I'll no. put it that way. God, yeah. no. I knew, and, and I could tell in the I, in the first half, I was like, God, is this going to be another 10 to 3 game? Like, it wasn't, all I wanted was one of those beautiful shootouts. Like, I wanted Browns Ravens for the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, yeah. I wanted I wanted something spectacular, and you can't always have that. But I do think it's important, Mark, that, you know, sports are great, but we need to talk about the canon. The Bucks cannon. <laughs> we we have our answer. They we didn't did fire answer. it for touchdowns, but they fired it at the end of the game when the mm-hmm. Bucks won. Also, they they did a, a good job of just covering up all Tampa Bay. Like I I forgot it was in Tampa Bay, except for when they would cut to like wide shots and you'd see a massive ship. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's right. There's a big old pirate ship out there. Um, yeah, I got my answer with that one too. Yeah, but the cannon. Uh, so so you you were of the opinion that they should have fired the cannon for every touchdown, but was maybe. That? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I put a question oh. mark on the end of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, sure. I uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think now that well, I don't, I didn't as it turns out, they could have fired it for for just Buccaneers touchdowns or every touchdown, and it would have been the exact same thing. <laughs> as it turns out, because <laughs> the Chiefs didn't score touchdowns. So <laughs> three field goals for has, nine points. Has anybody had that take yet? That maybe the Chiefs uh, were so distraught at the idea of the cannon not going off for touchdowns that they oh, yeah. felt like they shouldn't. Sc- I don't know. I'm trying Mark, to connect that's that. That's the galaxy brain yeah, stuff to- <laughs> that I crave. That's what I want. It was that the, the Chiefs. It wasn't that the Chiefs were. The Chiefs were actually trying not to score touchdowns because they didn't. It was a protest. <laughs> it was a protest. It was like we we heard the cannon's not going to go off if we score. So what's the point of even scoring? Why right. do it? Why, why do it? <laughs> I'm going to let this pass well, hit me in the face mask instead of catching it because <laughs> the cannon's not going to go off. So what's the point of doing it? What's the point of catching the ball? <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. We should ask. We should write. We should like go to a virtual press conference or something if they still have those. Um, which is a problem because you know we're going to devote this show to what you should do without football because there's always this what, sort of yeah. like very bizarre moment when the NFL season is over and everyone's like, uh, if you're a sports fan, that's what's been dominating for so long. However, I have two um, football-related things I would like to talk about before okay. we do that. Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley, an actress who is in Big Little Lies, are engaged. Wait, what? You have to explain this to me. Uh, I... 
know of Sh Shailene Woodley is one of the celebrities uh, that I know exist. If you said there's a person named Shailene Woodley, I would say, <laughs> yeah, she's a celeb. And I would probably stop right there and be like, I don't know if she's an actress. I don't know what she's in. And that's not to say, I don't mean to belittle Shailene Woodley's career or anything. I'm sure she's very successful. It's more of a statement about my knowledge I'm of honestly pop culture. Um, surprised that you know who she is. I know who she is, but that's about it. And my question is, is like, so, so I need you to explain this to me. Is this because when I when I saw this, I was like, I, I first of all, I'm not I'm not up on gossip. But secondly, this felt like a surprise to me yes. that Aaron Rodgers would be engaged. This is to, a this is a shock. This is a shock. Mark, this counts. Okay, this all right. Is, that's all I wanted because like it felt like a shock to me. But I'm also very ignorant towards these sorts of things. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm allowed to be shocked by this. Yes, I'm not, you yeah. are 100% okay. allowed to be shocked by this because so here's a, a fun fact about me. I will click any E! News headline <laughs> ten, 10 out of 10 times. I see it on Twitter. I see it on Instagram. I will not only will I click it, I will see an E! News Instagram and it'll say link in bio and I will go to the E! News profile and I will go to the bio to the and bio. I will scroll until I find the picture that I want to know what is happening. I, I am. I have always, for whatever reason, been so into celebrity gossip which is probably why it's also fun doing sports because sports is basically just gossip but mm -hmm. um so i see this and i'm and it, it, i was like are you kidding me they he broke up with danica patrick also sports yeah NASCAR. also we'll a little surprising that, a that they were dating i thought but i don't know but who yeah, cares i don't know it, it, well, the thing is, is, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about how we know everything about Aaron Rodgers' family, but it turns out that we didn't. Yeah, good point. Great it point. It turns out that yeah. we didn't. So is he even a superstar? <laughs> <laughs> so how, how did, how did, what, what, what are the, what are the bullet points of this engagement? What, what, do, I, what do we points. need to know? What do we need I'm to know? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, he broke up with Danica in, okay. or they broke up in July, 2020. Uh, according to the sources that I read about, uh, quote, uh, Aaron and Shailene were having a lot of fun getting to know each other this summer. And all of a sudden they're in Hawaii shopping for houses. And then he announces it in his MVP virtual acceptance speech at NFL honors. He has a minute through zoom to accept this award. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? He announces it. He like goes, he, you know, it was a crazy year. Uh, we did a lot. It was, a lot happened. There were some. It was tough, but there's some good times. Uh, you know, I got engaged, and and like that's how he announced it. That that that's how the world found that's, out that he was. Yes. Wow. Wow. And then he goes, I want to thank everybody in my camp, runs through like Jimmy, Bobby. T it's like that scene in Ted where he's like naming women's names. Yeah. He d and then at the end, he's like, and my fiance. And I was like, what? And he never says her name. Oh, my it God. It was bizarre. This is, uh, the, 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 yeah, this feels very strange. This is like, like when I saw the, the, the headline again, I am not a celebrity gossip person, which is, it's not a moral high ground play for me. It's not like, there are, are people that are that way. They're like, why yeah. bother with that? It's just like, I, my life is already hard enough, like trying to figure out what I have going on in my own life. <laughs> like if I start worrying about who Aaron Rodgers is dating, it's just like, I mean, See, on, I that's... think that's why I do it. I'm like, I need to know that someone's having escape. like, yeah. someone's got more drama in their life. <laughs> yeah. It's hard enough. Like trying to suss through like what I have going on. And, yeah, right. I, I'm, So it, it came as a shock to me. The only thing I was trying to like, think of like other ones. Cause so I, I need you to, to uh, rank these in terms of like surprises. Cause these were the, the other two that came to mind involving athletes 
athletes that I, I remember being surprised by were uh, Baron Davis and uh, the the woman from Laura Jurassic Dern. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Also are they in still, Big Little Lies. Are, are they still dating? Married? Were no, they married? Sadly. Were they? But I remember when that was a story. I was like, wait, what? That's amazing. And then uh, Serena Williams and her husband was a is a surprise. And not to say that they're not in love, or whatever. But it was just like. Serena Williams and the the guy who founded Reddit are married and have babies and wow uh, yeah. that's who yeah. saw that coming. Um, so wh where where does this rank on those? If I were to give you those three for you? Oh wow, that's a great question. This is my bread and butter. Okay, so Baron and Laura. First of all, Laura Dern is my spirit animal. If I could be <laughs> and if I could have dinner with any. Like, say I could have dinner with any four people in the world, living or dead, I would choose Julia Louis Dreyfus, Catherine O'Hara, Laura Dern. And that's probably it. Um, so, so when she and Baron were, I was just over the moon. I was like, this is a great. Also, the guy who pierced my ears um, also uh, pierced Laura Dern's ears. Can I just pause right here and say that in your hypothetical, you could have listed any number of people you could have had a dinner with. You chose four and then you only filled it with three spots. You could have just made you could have just made the exact same point. Said if I could pick any three to have dinner with and then name those three. You set the parameters and then didn't even fill your own parameters, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> if I could have dinner oh with any God. 12 people, I would pick these three. And you're like, well, then why not just say, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay, continue. I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> such an idiot i've done so many stupid things over the past week mark i uh i left my bag on an airport shuttle bus getting home from la and then i got into the wrong rental car and they wouldn't let me leave and i drove it back to the spot and the lady whose rental car it was was like waiting at the spot being like where's my car oh my God. it's been a week so um all right well whatever i think that laura dern i'm gonna rank them by how happy they made me actually okay, instead of surprise because right. i don't know the surprise level uh laura and baron was one of the best days of my life um on twitter uh then serena and um alexis alexis, alexis Ohan his ohanian name, right? yeah. or ohanan I, yeah I, I should know that uh and then um aaron and shaylene okay you're the, the, so this is third this is not as surprising as the other two or well, not as make you happy I didn't, but it didn't make me that happy i was like this is weird and apparently weird. they were like trying to fudge the timeline because there might have been some overlap and i was like i mean who knows nobody knows but i still enjoyed it uh, uh, well as long as you're happy i uh, we'll you. have to uh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll monitor the situation as I, do, do you think they're gonna actually get married because this feels like a this feels like a deal to me where it, he could just be engaged for like four years and then it just kind of fizzles out and they don't even announce that they, they when they yeah. break up they don't even announce it they just like, like right. it just kind of happens and i would put money on them not making it to actual marriage day. yeah yeah yeah, which know. is an awful thing to say about someone i just <laughs> yeah, realized as it came out of my mouth holy aaron come on the podcast and discuss <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. that was unbelievably rude um all right one one more quick uh football thing yeah. that i have to get off my chest um also that 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 whole that everything we just talked about reminded me of the time i went i went through nick saban's daughter's yeah. instagram this is this is for the crossover between people who are way too into celebrity gossip and also love sports we'll do a segment called like charlotte's gossip column um so uh the legendary coach marty schottenheimer died this week mm -hmm. and i was reading his obit on uh, espn.com and after it says you know talks about his family and, and all this stuff the entire thing was dedicated to how he sucked in the playoffs 
and it was the most wild. It, he he like imagine that you work your whole life and win like a bunch of games and then it's like and in the postseason he just couldn't get it done what who wrote this i i don't know i mean but uh, like they're going through his football career and it's like okay well you're not wrong you know like but i'm trying to i want to find the um the the line that really just sent me um because it was kind of a kind of an amazing thing to say about someone i think it was like his losses um were epic and mystifying <laughs> oh my god who wrote this i don't know i don't know oh my god yeah, yeah. what that's that's uh i have no what I just, I know, these are just two things that, that I've been reading about and that have been knocking around in my head, and I know where to put them besides this amazing podcast, which is what the whole thing is for. Charlotte, it, th- th- now you're just giving me anxiety about my own obituary that, the, oh my God, I mean, Mark. my God, like if, if people start listing all the things that I did wrong and I <laughs> whiffed on and <laughs> for all nobody, his, imagine all being, four predictions fell is, flat. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy loved Virginia. He, he said Virginia's going all the way when they lost to a 16 seed. What a moron. <laughs> of course, Mr. Titus famously, everyone remembers in 2018. Believed in the Virginia Cavaliers like an idiot. <laughs> like, the what the hell? Rejoiced in his in his failure. Like yeah. all the love he spread to his his family members, the 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 long and the impact he's had on players' lives, coaches, fellow coaches' lives, yeah. the, the legacy he's left behind in that regard. Who cares? Because he choked in the playoffs that one year. And he was year. five and thirteen in the playoffs. And he was five and thirteen <laughs> in the playoffs and could never get over the hump. And you know how every year only one coach wins the Super Bowl, and yes. how in the history of the NFL, there's like, I, I honestly wouldn't know the number. What would you guess? How many coaches have won a Super Bowl as a head coach? Probably like twenty to thirty. If I had to get, wow, probably not. Yeah. Even that. There's been fifty something Super Bowls, and Bill Belichick's won half of them. So. <laughs> I mean, probably like 20 to 30 people in the history of the world have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And Marty Schottenheimer wasn't one of them, that son of a bitch. Like, what? (laughs) Essentially. Yeah. Also, that's an amazing when you think about it. Also, didn't land on the moon. Also, didn't never, (laughs) never won the White House. What an idiot. Yeah. Rest in peace. Like, he never won a gold medal in Olympic skiing. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Yikes. Um, uh, speaking of speaking of Virginia, my last football thought, uh, I brought up yeah. the Virginia basketball UBC thing uh, just because I, I found this funny. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, the the way people are handling Patrick Mahomes with kick gloves, the 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 football media, it has been it has been an absolute delight. As a guy who has had to sit in that hot seat, where I'm like, listen, guys, Virginia basketball is unstoppable, and I don't, I I really seriously can't think of a single scenario where they blow this, and then they they lose by twenty to a sixteen seed. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. sitting there just stewing, and like people on Twitter are like, "You dumb son of a bitch," and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, listen, you don't understand. DeAndre Hunter did not play in this game. And they're like, yeah, I bet. You know, like, and I'm like, you don't, you don't get it. The, the Virginia style, and, and you're just kind of defensive. And you're like, it doesn't change the fact that they dominated the ACC all year. And they, so I wanted to point out that it was, it was nice to be on the other side of that and watch football people who, you know, tell you pa- Patrick Mahomes is the greatest ever and all this. And whether they're right or wrong is irrelevant. They're just on their heels now. And they're like, listen, the line was bad. They're, he's hitting him in the face. Like, what else do you want him to do? And then people are, I don't know. That was, that was, also, a, that, 
that was a joy to watch just to, just to, to know that like i know what you're going through and i'm glad it's not me right now I'm well glad where do you fall me. on that where do you fall on that like it- i mean he played he, he like the line was atrocious the, the 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 chief's offensive line was atrocious patrick Mahomes. if you're making a list of people to blame uh, right for for why the chiefs lost patrick mahomes is not in the top 10 but the but, great thing about this argument is that it turns into it it becomes so quickly not about football and so quickly about who is right it, yeah. it, at a, like at a certain point the the argument spirals into like people digging their heels in who said it was Mahomes' fault and then they might read a stat that made it clear that maybe it wasn't but they're like well then whose was it he's the quarterback and it just like becomes this merry-go-round of it's absolute not, I'll, idiocy I'll and there's nothing else to talk about now because yeah. football's over it's not Mahomes' fault but also uh it's not gonna kill like it's okay to be in the nfl media and say like you know I think Patrick Mahomes dropping back and running 40 yards into the backfield (laughs) and then throwing a pass underhanded. Maybe sometimes he doesn't have to do that. I don't think like, I don't think that makes you worse. I I, I think it's okay to say that. I don't think that's an attack on Patrick Mahomes. I don't think by saying that you're saying Patrick Mahomes is not a good football player. I think you could every so often just be like, the guy didn't play A++ football tonight. I think you could say that. You could be like, that was an A- minus game for Patrick Mahomes, paired with the Chiefs' <laughs> offensive line being an F-, and that's the result we got. I don't know. Anyway. That's it. I love – no, I love that because that's sort of what it all boils down to, which is that, okay, um, you know, sure, it wasn't Mahomes' its fault, but also you're allowed to have a gentle criticism, which is maybe don't run 40 yards don't, maybe Maybe just don't – maybe just, like, throw the ball away or something and, like, no. I don't know. Maybe don't. But what else could he do? I get it. Like, he's getting pressured. But also, like, is he the first quarterback in football history to get pressured like that? Like, I mean, there's some things you could do, right? Like, Have you seen? I don't know. We we just don't have to pretend. Like, I really feel like as more time goes by, there are going to be football people that are making the case that that was the best game Patrick Mahomes has played in his career. Actually, (laughs) if you look at the numbers, if you really break it down, actually, here's how I say it. If you take away, (laughs) if you account for how how pressured he was, if you account for the fact that there's no one, if you account for the fact that it was the passes that were dropped and not that he didn't target going up against one of the best pass rushes in football and you really break down the numbers i would argue that that was actually the best we've ever seen and you're like oh my god oh my god hey guys charlotte wilder here i want to tell you about our brand new fox sports app and website foxsports.com it's reimagined for the modern sports fans so go ahead download the new app now you don't even have to pause this episode to do it Every day on the app and website, you'll see the top stories in sports, plus a rich world of written content, videos, social media, and analytics to give you a 360-degree view of the most important sports stories of the day. Streaming live TV has also never been so easy or elegant. Every Fox Sports game, including all pregame and postgame shows, are just one click away. For the extra invested fans, we also go deep with real-time wagering lines, trending prop bets, win probability, and key player projections. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Fox Sports app or visit www.foxsports.com. All right, let's talk about, what, can, can we pivot away from this? Pivot away from football? Because that's we kind of what to. we, we, we have, have no to choice. do, right? Like that's where we found ourselves. That's what we want to talk about on the show today is that football is over. There's a big hole in all of our hearts. Uh, where do we go as a sporting world now that we have no football? This was like sort of, a, I will say the football was a great distraction from 
the world in, in a way that I feel like basketball isn't. I'm finding that uh-huh. as I want, like we, we go to sports for an escape, right? Like that uh-huh. is the, the, the idea behind sports. That's what we love about it is, um, is the escape that we get from watching sports. And when you watch basketball, I feel like in, in COVID times, it's not really an escape because you're like you're reminded of it. You, you see the spaced out benches. You see guys wearing masks. Coaches are wearing masks, and it's like that's not right. There, the the stands are empty because uh, you know it's it's inside, so it's not as easy to justify like putting even a twenty five percent crowd like doesn't yep. feel right you know inside so you're watching a lot of this basketball and it's like ah this isn't really quite the escape i will say football did a good job of that it wasn't exactly the same um every so often they'd cut to you know a coach and and andy reed's wearing his wild mask he kind of settled on the little the uh the horse horse, feedback (laughs) yeah he settled on that but early in the season he was experimenting with things and you you know there were there were reminders of the times we were living in but for the most part like the game felt the same and 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 all of that Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's gone, Charlotte. So what do we do? Where do we well, go? I don't know. I mean, I think you had a take about this when we were talking earlier that I that I really enjoyed. First of all, I agree with you. I think that football, especially because it was outside, if you got a tight shot on the players, you were like, oh, it's just football. Yeah. But inside um, basketball, you're also like teams will have seven guys available and you're like, oh, well, nevertheless. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think what we... Wait, can you tell the people about um, your yeah, I was, I was making opportunity a, sports fan well, take? I was, I was making a point that, that, that um, one thing that's happened as I've gotten older, and I think this has more to do with the, the way media covers sports and that uh, there are more outlets – uh, I'll, I'll get to that point in a second. So when I was growing up, I was a sports fan. I was not a college basketball fan. I was not a, a, a an NFL fan. I was not a baseball. I was a sports fan. And that's all I thought about it was like, I love sports. <laughs> if they're keeping score and they're putting it on television, I'm watching. I don't care what it is. I'm watching. I was big NASCAR I, guy. I'm not saying this to score internet points. It's the honest to God truth. I was a, a huge WNBA fan when it started um, because there was basketball in the summer. Oh my God, this is amazing. Right. I'm going to watch all these games. Like, I don't care what it was. I was so into sports. And as I've gotten older and, and uh, uh, I, I don't think it's me getting older. I think it's the shifting of the media in the sense that um, there are more games on. So if you're an NBA fan now, you don't have to bother. Like it used to be, there was only like four or five national NBA games a week. Now right. you can just get league pass and that's all you can watch. So what's happening is that in the same way that athletes growing up um, are becoming specialized where that that's kind of the the direction. If you talk to like people that, that work in youth sports, it's like back in the day, people would just play all the sports in the world. Now they're like steer. Oh, you should be a baseball player and you should play football. And they're steering kids. I was directions. always confused when like I had friends who played indoor I mean, I played indoor soccer after playing, you know, you play soccer in the fall and then you like play indoor soccer once a week. But as I feel like that started happening as we were getting into, yeah. you know, maybe later high school and I had friends who were like, yep, I've got indoor soccer and then I've got outdoor soccer again in the spring. And I'd be like, but aren't but, we supposed to play yeah. three different sports? Yeah, aren't we supposed to play three? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I quit baseball. I, I love playing baseball growing up, but then I went to high school that was like dominant baseball and, and, and we produced a bunch of major league baseball players. So obviously they knew what they were doing, but the the the, the coaches involved in the baseball program at, at my town were like, listen, if you're going to play baseball, like you got to, we, we need you committed to you're this. Either, and I was like, out, yeah, man. and I was like, I play basketball and also foot, like I can't do, like what? Uh, so my point is the same attitude towards that, I feel like is applied towards sports fandom where people 
have decided like i just like these sports and that's all i'm watching and i'm only watching in it and that is that is weird to me uh because that's not how i that is not my experience with sports and i guess the greater point i want to make here charlotte is that this might be a good opportunity for america as a whole can we please go back to the days of just like watching anything that's on i i love that i i love that like yeah i would just flip it on and tennis is on and i'm like i guess i'm watching tennis today i'm gonna watch this all the way through and instead Everything is so specialized and, uh, you know, you have to even in basket, you can't even be a basketball fan anymore. You have to decide, are you an NBA fan? Are you a, a college basketball fan? Yeah. Are you a, a women's basketball fan? Like, where do you fall in the basketball thing uh, hierarchy? Um, and it all sucks. So what, what I want to do, that, that was the point I wanted to make is that now we have a vacuum. I know college basketball is going on. I would encourage everybody to watch college basketball. I love college basketball. But also there's some other stuff going on. Yes, and and the reason we're going to walk you through some things to be excited about in the next month, because, you know, for the casual sports fan, if that person is out there, which we are encouraging everybody to be, March Madness is really when college basketball, unless you're a diehard UVA fan like yeah. me, um, <laughs> you probably start really paying attention um, once the tournament begins. So, And that's five I, weeks away, by the way. So we have this five-week five window of now what, what do we do? Uh, you could watch regular season college basketball, but also I, you know, I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think everyone's wired like I am, so that's okay. So <laughs> we, we should, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what are some things that people can watch, Charlotte? I'll start with uh, the, the most obvious because we yeah. are, we are Fox people, we are company people. Um, the Daytona 500 is Sunday on Fox. And. Uh, People, okay, first of all, my galaxy brain take for this is that people need to give NASCAR more of a shot. I feel like people hear NASCAR, if you didn't grow up with it or if you haven't been to a race or if you haven't, before I went to a race, Four, three or four years ago, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. Yeah. And then if you get into it, the whole thing about you can be a sports fan of any sport, just like read up a little bit, and then you'll feel like you're a little bit in the know. Um, for example, I wrote an explainer about NASCAR for people who might not know NASCAR. And I'll tweet that out because NASCAR is such a much cooler skill but people are like oh but you're just driving it's just a car it's like you okay, just turn left off. it's just a bunch yeah, of left it, turns yeah right and you're like no 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 they sweat out like 10 gallons of water mm-hmm. you're in this car for three hours you have to make strategic decisions about when to get new tires and all of this stuff but this year it's also very cool because michael jordan and pitbull both own teams and in the qualifying round. So Bubba Wallace, the only black driver at the cup series level um, is now on a team owned by uh, Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. And Mm -hmm. Mark, I don't know if you saw this, but he came in first in the practice rounds. Oh, Bubba Wallace did. Which is so cool because what I don't think a lot of people realize is that the car makes such a huge difference. Like if if you're in a top tier car, you actually have a shot. If you're not, you're lucky to place like 19th. And so it's very cool to me that, you know, you finally get Bubba in a good car and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have the fastest lap. He went 199 miles per hour. Denny Hamlin has won the last two Daytona 500, so that might check out that the man knows something about that track. And um, yeah, it, what's interesting to me about NASCAR is that if if, if you talk to people that don't watch NASCAR, don't uh, care for NASCAR, or whatever, they assume it's a bunch of rednecks turning left, and that's it. And that's like basically <laughs> that is the sport, right? And what I find, and and 
I understand how you arrive at that, but what I find fascinating is like if you actually pay attention to what's going on in NASCAR or just read literally anything about how NASCAR works, uh, the the people on these NASCAR teams are are smarter than every single person who talks crap on NASCAR. They're they're yes. geni- they're they're engineering like that's what NASCAR basically is. All racing is that. Whether it's it, that's basically what all racing is is is, yes. is it's engineering on display. And I find that fascinating. I, uh, IndyCar is not NASCAR. IndyCar <laughs> is, uh, the, the Indy 500. So I, I understand this isn't quite the same thing, but, um, I'll never forget like walking around pits at the Indy 500. Uh, and, and you see the, the, the cars are taken apart and it's basically just like this tiny little rocket and, and it, they, yes. they pull off like all the thing and they're working on the, the tiny little engine and it like just clicks like, Oh my God, they basically, it's like the size of a vacuum cleaner. It looks like a <laughs> tiny little vacuum cleaner. And you're like, Oh my God, these guys are like strapping themselves to rockets and they're finding they're, they're tweaking things like trying to figure out how to change drag. And if I put this at this angle, this makes me do this and the tires and, 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 you know, loose tires do, or, or if we're loose, this happens. If you're a little tighter, this happens. And, uh, the, the wear and tear on tires, it's all fascinating. And there's so much that goes into it. And, uh, it, it just gets boiled down to turning left. And that's pretty frustrating, but I, under, I kind of yeah. also understand how you're right no, these things are calibrated to an inch of the, they look more like spaceships you're right. Or, or, or vacuum yeah. cleaners, I guess, which is a hilarious one. But well, it looks like, it looks like my Dyson vacuum cleaner where it's like just like this tiny little thing and then like a Oh, uh, you have uh, a Dyson? Yeah, did I just Oh my god, no. Did I just I'm stunt on the people? Did I just like yeah, flex did. a little you bit that I have a <laughs> You're like my Dyson vac. That's like, oh, sorry, let me just pull my Ferrari out of the garage. The, my my $400 vacuum. Does it make it better or worse that I got it for free? Oh god. Does that make me more out of touch? Does that make me more out of touch or more if I say, "No, no, no. I didn't No, no, no. I didn't spend $400 on it. I got it for free." <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can we can we do that? Can we get a Dyson sponsorship going here because I I would lose my mind for I almost broke one the other day. I was using someone else's and I almost broke it and I felt like I felt like I had really just crashed someone's car, speaking of cars. Um but the thing the thing about these cars too is that um they're not really cars to the point that I didn't realize this, which might sound very stupid to anybody listening, until I went to the pits that they don't they don't have headlights. The headlights are stickers. Oh they're stickers, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was why? like, that's why. And then I was like, well, why would they need headlights? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Take it to the grocery store? Charlotte, do you know they don't have turn signals either? No, they don't turn. They don't even have seats. You get what strapped into. And Char- Charlotte's idea of NASCAR is they every time they're about to turn left, they put on the signal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he left a signal on too long, so he was disqualified. <laughs> uh, yeah, NASCAR. Uh, the, 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 the NASCAR season starts. Daytona 500 uh, is Sunday on Fox, 2:30 Eastern. As I said, Denny Hamlin has won the last two. He's won three out of the last five. Uh, Chase Elliott is your defending Cup Series winner. He uh, mm-hmm. is Bill Elliott's son. He's a legacy guy, so that's interesting. Also. So Ryan Newman, people forget this. You want to talk about 2020 being a long year and a lot happened and we all forgot <gasps> oh about it. Oh my God, that's That right. was last Ryan year. Newman. The Ryan Newman crash at the Daytona 500 was last year. Uh, and, and Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's wild, right? That was last that year, was, Ryan Newman. 
the awful. crash that, that like was... you were like uh, like uh, I, I there's one of the most terrific crashes i've ever seen and uh yeah it's not hyperbole i remember when i was watching i was like oh there's no way this guy's gonna live through this and yeah. then not only and then like two or three days later he's up and walking i was like this is this is honestly a miracle um like metal was went through his leg and yeah. he was is he he's racing again yeah right? i believe so that, yeah that's a i mean yeah i <laughs> I can't believe that was last year. The, time is an absolute. I I have nothing smart to say about this except that I don't understand what's going on. Um, yeah, so I think that we need to have the people write into us. I think I want I want for each thing we suggest. I want to pose a challenge to the people, which is watch this and send us what you thought was the funniest thing about it or the thing yeah. that surprised you the most like when you watched the daytona 500 what was it that you were like that happens in nascar yeah yeah that's a good that's a good idea yeah watch it try to learn something try to try to go back to the time when we were kids and and you would just throw sports on you're like i'm gonna watch it i have no idea what's going on but uh, maybe i'll learn something and that, yeah, that, maybe that could be the daytona 500 Tell us either what you learned or what wildly confuses you, and maybe we can answer it on our bonus pod, which is, believe it or it not, starting next week. Uh, so other things going on that between now and March Madness. The Australian Open in tennis is uh, it started January 10th. It runs through February 21st. I, uh, I'm going to put my hand up and say I w- was not aware until I was preparing for the show that <laughs> tennis tournaments run like – four months long every they're very like, long i had no idea like because my my experience with tennis is typically you know it's the final four or something and then you turn it on and like right. so it's like oh this is the you know like only four guys make it and and um they play two matches and that's how they no, determine the tennis winner tournaments but no, are very very, very long. long yeah can i tell you my i don't know if the people know this i don't know if you know this when i first started in sports um i was it was my responsibility to cover all the tennis news um, so I got fair. I mean, my family always liked watching it. So I kind of had, and I played, so I had some idea of like the mm. rules and how it all worked and who the main players were. But, um, I got so in the weeds on knowing like who the up and coming Russians were. Um, and so now because tennis players stick around so long now, I know I'm like, Oh, da, Oh, uh, you know, curious. He's uh, he's a real hothead, but <laughs> when he plays well, like I actually <laughs> kind of know what I'm talking about with tennis. So what's really exciting about this Australian Open um, and there are matches uh, tomorrow or today if you're listening to the podcast there are matches today um, where are there not matches of, every day no there are but some of the oh, most okay. exciting sorry I cut people, you off yeah. no 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 just like yes every day but it depends when they are some of the most exciting people made it to the third round which doesn't always happen sometimes you get like total randos in tennis where you're like <laughs> Like, my favorite story from the past five years in sports is Marcus Willis. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. The British guy who is ranked, like, 300 and shows up and has to play his idol Federer at, like, center court in Wimbledon in the third round or something. And he's wearing Federer's Nike <laughs> kit to play Federer. And you're just like, what? It's like, there's no other sport where, like, that could happen. Um but this year, you still, Kyrgios is into the third round facing Dominic Team or Theme. Mm. I can't ever remember how to pronounce his name. Serena is still in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Djokovic is still in it. it Nadal's still in it, right? Federer's yeah. not. Federer didn't go because of his. He said his knee, right? And then he and then it, it, more people started digging. They're like, you just didn't want to be quarantined because because it's right. in Australia and Australia has very strict uh, protocols. Oh, yeah. 
And I think I think the theory now is like Federer is just like, nah, I'm not messing. Like I've won, I've, I've like, won a oh billion good, trophies. Honestly. Like, come on, I'm not. Yeah. Do you know um, that he hurt himself? The the way he hurt himself, with the, he slipped in the bathtub giving his twins a bath. Really? <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. That's a baseball injury. Those those, those, those are like it's injury. usually yeah, it's usually like baseball guys that have those injuries that uh <laughs> just the dumbest things ever like that. That's a uh, that's amazing. Um so yeah, it runs to February 21st. So I guess uh I don't know, we can throw it on at any time, but um I, I had no idea that these were this long. I really didn't. And Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you can throw you it on and just have so it on the background. into tennis. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I have gotten into tennis I, never mind who cares i was gonna okay. i was gonna tell a stupid anecdote but it's it's stupid not worth it <laughs> well um, okay instead of that let's tell the people to tell us their once again tell us your tennis watching experience or a funny tennis story i feel like a lot of people have funny tennis stories of the time they tried to play tennis uh i i was gonna ask you i can't believe that you played tennis and you know so much about tennis because i was gonna ask you how confident you are that you could explain tennis scoring because that's my tennis experience too is like i know more about scoring and strategy and all that than like my average friend but also if i was in a room with someone who actually knows tennis they'd be like this guy's so full of shit (laughs) you know what i mean for me I'm like a I, I'm like a sixth grader teaching the kindergarten class, and then like the senior <laughs> in high school comes in and is like, "You let this moron teach all you?" <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, I feel like for for me, I I understand it conceptually, but the math gets so confusing that I'm like, okay, so if there are there are four, so okay, you play four points. Mm-hmm. And then there are, it's a best of five sets for a game and then five games for a match. And mm-hmm. then the, the numbers start getting confused. And then for the women, it's it's best two out of three. So all of these, it's like a Russian doll of scores where they all start sort of yeah. imploding in on themselves. And I'm like, this is too many numbers. Like, I, I don't know how to keep track of these numbers. And and I I know what breaking serve is. And I know that it's important. And it's all, <laughs> like when it happens, it's like, oh, oh. They broke, he broke serve. But also, if you were to ask me right now to explain it, I'd just be like, uh... I, Mark, <laughs> Do we <I> need have, <laughs> to? If you, if you told me he broke a serve I'd be or breaking serve, I'd be like, that's awesome. I... I gun to my head. I I could not tell you. So it sounds what like that is. it sounds like we need to watch tennis and and refresh uh, our memory on on all this stuff. So I'm googling breaking serve. Breaking serve. No, it's like if you if you have the serve. Yeah, it's basically you won the try, set. Try you, you okay? I, I here's what I think it is. It's like if I have the serve for this set because you, you, the, the the same person serves first throughout the entire set. Uh, yes. I have an advantage. So if you win the set when I'm serving, that's yes. a huge deal because now it's your serve and like now I have to return the favor. I have to take the advantage back at some point, or else wow. I'm screwed. Is that right? You nailed it. Let's go. Damn! Oh my God, that's one of the more impressive. Wow! Like you pulled that out of a hat, wow. man. Wow! I told you. Yeah. I, I told you I was a diehard tennis guy once upon a time for for two weeks. That was one a senior summer. in high school level explanation. I, I I had a there was a girl I went to college. There was a girl in one of my college classes that was pretty hot and she played tennis and so I, I read the Wikipedia page for tennis. We went on. We went is. on. We went on three dates. We played tennis one time. I rolled my ankle. I've never rolled my ankle in my life playing basketball, really. Like, I've never had a serious ankle injury in all the years I played basketball. And I played tennis one time with this chick, and, and I rolled my ankle, and I was like, 
I was like, you're pretty hot, but you're not that hot for me to be <laughs> humiliating myself trying to play tennis. <laughs> that, okay, well, now it makes sense why you know what breaking serve is. I was like, why does Mark know so much about tennis? So it's there's like, the, there's the so dumb there's anecdote I was going to tell you. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. That's what this. That's what the show is for. It's the. It's those tangents. That's what I live for. Um, uh, okay. I, well, I don't know how we're going to top that with the tennis thing. I had one more thing. So the the the. I'll, I'll breeze through this one. The NBA All Star Game is March seventh. Yada yada. The players don't want to be there. Vote Mike Conley into the All Star Game though, please. Um, it's yes. it's very strange. Like it's going to be the weirdest All Star Game. Like it, literally, uh, no one wants to be there except LeBron for LeBron James himself was like, "We shouldn't do this," and the yeah, league was is, like, "Hear me out." What if we should? And yeah. was, and then and everyone's like, no, we, like, we seriously shouldn't do it. Counterpoint, LeBron, money. And he's like, all right, excellent ah, point. Okay. Excellent point. Um, Mike Conley wants Atlanta, to be there, right? though. Yeah, Mike Conley, my 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 buddy, has never made an all-star team ever, Charlotte. And he's Your playing well this year. My Ohio best State. teammate I've ever had at Ohio State. He's he's good enough to make the all-star team this year. So uh, okay. I'm cheering for him. I hope he gets voted in. But whatever. We don't need to talk about that because the players don't even want to talk about that. Um, I had this for you, and then we can get to our top five list. Well, of, well, well. I well, have one more. What? I have an incredible – this is this is a U-level uh, deep cut for what you should watch this month. Which is that the? <laughs> if we have the same thing, I'm. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be mad or impressed that that we. If you have what I have, I will. I will just walk away from this microphone. You better be right careful because mine's a very deep cut as well. So go ahead. Okay. What is it? Okay. Okay. Oh Should we God. say it at the same time? <laughs> okay. Ready. One. One two, two. Three. Three. Prodigy. These last race. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ted Lickety? Thank God. If you'd had that, I would have been like, our minds have melded and this is, this is concern. So my favorite ski racer growing up, I was, oh my God, that was, I was scared. My heart, I'm like, got adrenaline coursing. Could be the coffee. No way of knowing. Um, So Ted Leggetty growing up, he was, I think he first went to the Olympics in 04 or 06. um, And he won two gold medals he won one and then eight years later he won another um but he there was a spread i remember in the new york times magazine they were profiling athletes ahead of the um olympics and i was like 14 maybe and i saw ted liggety's picture in here and speaking of hot speaking of hot i was like this guy's it's like this guy's pretty hot so i watched all of his races and i was really i i just got obsessed with his career like i i watched him at worlds i watch all these like it, it transcended me just thinking i did cut the picture out and put it on my bulletin board um next to the picture of jason pink from Days and confused but that's neither here nor there um but i followed this guy's career and in 2017 um yeah because it was for the 20 Olymp- 2018 olympics i went to the us media summit for these athletes in park city and they told me i was interviewing him and i almost passed out like th- this was my ultimate like Charlotte, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. I was sitting there opposite this guy whose name most people, like you don't, you're a sports fan. And what you is don't his know name? It. Ted Liggety? Ted Liggety. L-I-G. Are you sure he's not a Dr. Seuss character? Yeah. Ted Liggety? <laughs> Liggety split. <laughs> Ted Liggety is his name? And yeah, he's so and sitting, he skis. He's a ski. He's, he's a, a downhill skier. ski. And, 
D- yeah. Down, I, I guess there's any other kind of skiing. Uphill would oh, be yeah, pretty yeah. hard. Don't get me started. Well, cross country, like, I guess, but uh, yeah, biathlon. Anyway, so he, I'm sitting there opposite this guy, being like, I had this guy's picture because uh, he's older now. He's been skiing for a long time, and I was just like. It's, it was like the Chris Farley interviewer in SNL. It's like, so you've uh, been to a lot of Olympics. It's pretty cool. And he was like, yep, I sure have. So anyway, he's retiring. His final race um, will be at the World Championships. And on, uh, when is it? February 19th in Cortina d'Ampezzo, Italy, at 5.09 p.m. EST and then Ted Ligeti is done forever. So I think that everybody should tune in and watch that. I don't know how. But. I'm, 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 I found him. I found pictures of this guy. Uh, I, I see it. Yeah, he's he's a he's a handsome man. In some I mean, pictures. he's a dad now. Yeah. He's got three kids and he's retiring so that he can spend time with them in Denver. So, you know. He but, looks more like um, a surfer, though. Like, he looks like a... He's got like the blonde hair and the... Oh, Mark, skiing and surfing are, the, are, are different the, sides the of the things. same coin. Yeah, is that what it is? Yep. All right. Well, there you go. All right. I see it. I'm happy for so you. So anyway, that's so my watch Ted. Watch Ted Ligeti. <laughs> was, yeah. What a name. That's a great name. That is, that is a, I'll watch just for the name. I just want to hear the announcer say Ted Ligeti over and over. It's um, so fun. It's such a fun name. Here's what I was, here's what I thought you were going to say is uh, the Prada cup is going on right now, which is the precursor <gasps> to America's cup. I thought you were How going there. How did I miss this? Yeah, I thought that's what you were about to say. Sailing. Oh, tell me everything, Mark. I actually don't know. You're a sailor. Know. I'm a sailor now-ish. <laughs> um, so the pro- so America's Cup is the big sailing event. That is yep. that is happening in March. Uh, the way the America's Cup works, and again, this is very. I, I I didn't I didn't just start researching this for this show. I started researching it like three months ago when I was getting into sailing, and uh, I I don't know. And I started watching sailing YouTube's, and before I knew it, I was watching America's Cup, and I was like, "What the hell is America's Cup?" So I started reading up on it. Whatever. Um, I've got to give but you. By the way, now that you're a sailor, I have. This is another. This is like a. Oh God! This podcast is just going to be me embarrassing myself about my weird interests the entire time. But I, I am really into disaster at sea books. Um, So I have like a huge collection of books about sailing races gone wrong, like the Sydney to Hobart race. That's not what I need right now. That's not what a beginner sailor needs to read. Is like how all this could best adventure stories, man. Give it anyway. Okay, America's Um, Cup. So any, I, I have a very basic, so apologies to all you diehard America's Cup people that are listening, like you're getting this all wrong. But basically the gist is this, Charlotte, that uh, there, there's someone who's called, the, the, they have a defending team. They're the team that have won it. It's, it's, it works kind of like boxing and, and professional wrestling. You have the belt, yep. you have the trophy, then a challenger emerges and the challenger yep. says, I, I think I could beat you for that. And then what we witness when that challenge happens is called America's Cup. And then if you win it, you get to keep the cup until the next challenger comes, yada, yada, yada. But right now what's happening is called the Prada Cup, and they are uh, sussing out the challenger, who is going oh. to become the, the – who is the number one challenger to Team New Zealand who currently has the, uh, the, the America's Cup. And they're, they're going – the 36th America's Cup is happening in March. So right now it is uh, – a team from the U.K. Is, is battling a team from Italy. Uh, the United States was in the mix. We had a team – but we sucked. We were bad. <laughs> we're out now. Um, and it's just UK versus Italy. Uh, so it, it, the final, they're doing a best of 13 ra- series of races. I love it. It starts Where on Saturday. The, the product cup. In New Zealand, I think. I think it's in okay. New Zealand. And then they're going to do, uh, I think America's Cup is going to be in New Zealand as well, I think. I don't know. I don't actually. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I wanted to cover that so badly because isn't it once every four years? It's once. Well, this is what is confusing is it's there. There's no set timetable. It's just like when a, it, it, my understanding is it's like when a challenger emerges. So I don't know how that that's, works. I don't know if it's like, like s- such a waspy, like, you know, yeah. the next generation approaches. Dude. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Is it's like, you'll yeah. know when it's, we'll know when it's time. <laughs> It's like, like, did you see LeBron was asked, like Tom Brady won, uh, won the Super Bowl, obviously, and, and he said he's coming back. And then I saw LeBron was asked, when will, is, does, does that make you think about your longevity and will you play to your 43, 44, 45, whatever? And his quote was, uh, the game will let me know when it's time. <laughs> Some, something along, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, the game will let me know. That's kind of how America's Cup works, is like, the game will let us know when it's time <laughs> to have another For another game. <laughs> Well, okay. Fun fact about the America's Cup also is last year there was this new startup sailing league that wanted to be more accessible to people to watch um, and happen more often. It was called um, Sail GP, and it's America's Cup guys, but there are like six teams from different countries, and they travel around the world, and there are like seven races a year, so it's much more frequent, and these boats are, each boat costs like $70 million. I mean, it, it, the, oh, the it amount is, of there's money. Oh, there's so much money that goes into this. It's insane. It, hence, hence being called the Prada Cup. Like, it's yeah, literally it's, the most fancy. Is it the most, ex, the most expensive sport? It has to be. Yes. Yeah, the, it has to be. These, the, to, to, yeah. Like one piece of this boat, like one rudder will cost $600,000. So they came to New York for this startup league and I got to go on one of these boats and it, it it's the fastest. You're going like 75 miles per hour on the Hudson about to crash into the Statue of Liberty. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I could not endorse watching this. I'll see if yeah. I can. We never did anything with that footage, but it was, I had a GoPro strapped to my head. <laughs> <laughs> on my face which is the most horrifying thing i've ever seen which is so anyway um oldest international sporting trophy in the world is the america's cup this is the again this is the Prada's cup that's starting saturday but america's cup will be in march um and then i had i had this note on the america's cup uh coming up in march this is this is hilarious to me because i was going back through the history so first of all uh do you know who do you know the name of the boat that won the first ever america's cup this is American a trivia promise. This is a trivia question that uh, everyone listening to the show will carry with them for the rest of their lives and be able to answer it in a bar somewhere and win like I a ten dollar gift card to whatever bar you're playing <laughs> trivia at. Uh, the name of the boat that won the first America's Cup was America, and that is why it's called America's Cup. Stop it. There you go. Are you serious? That dead serious. Yeah, it was called America. It was from America. We won. They said, "Boom, let's call it America's that, Cup." That's the greatest. That's yeah. the. I haven't heard. I'm yeah, speechless. There you go. That's a great that's a great little trivia. It's like not that hard oh to piece God. together, but yeah. Yeah. So talk um, about a fun fact. If you're ever if, if you're ever on, you know, if you're on a date and it's not going well, just be like you have nothing to talk about. Be like, hey, you know why it's called the America's Cup? <laughs> here's a here's the fun fact. Hey, uh, uh, fun fact for you. There's also this. So the New York Yacht Club is the the club that had the boat America. They win. They won the first one in eighteen fifty one. Um 
and I don't know what it was, it, it, I don't know how what it was called back then. How you could win the cup was it called America? Like you know what I mean? Oh, like wow. they, they called it America's Cup before America won. I guess no, it's kind of no, no, like no, preordained. No, no, no. no of it course was probably, not. Probably it was probably um, one of those things that was like so elite that it didn't even need a name. Yeah, if you were going yeah. to it, you knew that you were going yeah, to it, yeah. so you didn't have to call it anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I'll see you there. <laughs> there you go. And then they called it America's Cup. Uh, so the New York Yacht Club wins in 1851. They hold on to the cup, Charlotte, for 132 years. They don't lose it until 1983. One of the greatest dynasties in sports history. Is this the GOAT dynasty? How is this not on the GOAT list? How are we not Why talking, are we not talking about, about, this? about this as a GOAT? Okay, okay, okay. 132 hold, hold years phone, of dominance. Hold the phone. You know how you know how last episode you were like the in the goat discussion. There's always someone who brings up secretariat, secretariat, or yeah. print, like a horse enters a conversation. Why aren't we bringing up this the, boat? The New York America? Yacht Club. Well, it was the club. It wasn't the one New same boat. The New York Yacht Club. Yeah. Okay, still. so when everyone's like, "Is Tom Brady the greatest athlete of all time?" So it's no. like, no, actually, it's the New York Yacht Club. It's all the guys in the New York Yacht Club that lived. <laughs> that all of them lived 132 years and were still doing. <laughs> um, but here, here's the funny note that I that'll blow your mind, and then we can get to our top five list. I promise. Um, yeah. So during that run, they got challenged obviously a lot. They won it every time. There was a stretch where five straight times. Uh, I'm going to give you the names of the boats that, that were the challengers, and it'll make sense as to why this is funny in a second. So in 1899, the New York Yacht Club was challenged by a team from uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, the boat was called Shamrock. We we won. I'm saying we because it was the American team. We won. We beat them. Oh, yeah. We are members of the New York Yacht Club for all yeah, intents and purposes yeah, right now. Exactly. Two years later, 1901, uh, a, new, uh, a, a different boat is now challenging. It is called the Shamrock 2. <laughs> They lose. <laughs> Two years later, in 1903, a new challenger emerges. It is called the Shamrock Three. It loses. <laughs> Seventeen you years think later, they realize that there's they, like a common denominator here. No, no. So it was two years at a time. They take 17 years off. They're like, we got to figure this out. They come back in 1920. I'm sure the World War had something to do with it for part of the pause. But in my in my head canon, it was like we really need more time to figure this out. <laughs> They come back in 1920 with a challenger called the Shamrock Four and lose. <laughs> and then Charlotte, they, they take 10 years off. They come back in 1930 with a boat called the Shamrock Five and they lose. <laughs> so Buffalo Bills, you're off the hook. Oh my God. We got we to gotta focus on the, this run of boats called the Shamrocks. From the United Kingdom. I mean, my God. And and here's the funny... I, I forgot about this part because I'm looking at my notes. I completely forgot about this. The guy who was captaining all these boats... This is too yeah. unbelievable to... to, to <laughs> this is unbelievable. The guy who was the captain of all these boats, his name is Sir Thomas Lipton. And you might recognize his last name because he is the Lipton tea guy. He's the Lipton... He's the guy that does Lipton tea. He tries five times to win the America's Cup with five different boats named Shamrock. <laughs> You know what I love so much? Hilarious. That's one of the greatest, like, I don't, I'm speech. I don't know why more people don't talk about, A, the dynasty that was the New York Yacht Club, B, Shamrock 1, Shamrock 2, Shamrock 3, Shamrock 4, Shamrock 5. Do you know what 30 for 30? No, forget. You know what Fox <laughs> documentary I want to see <laughs> on this? On the, I want to see what made Thomas Lipton stop after the fifth after vote. the fifth one yeah what had the, he probably died i mean for god's <laughs> sakes it's like a 40-year run of losing he probably just like died <laughs> i the, i mean truly so now here's the thing like now if the bills do make it to the next 
to a fifth Super Bowl and they lose, they're still not the worst losers. They're not. No, no. You you, you cannot top the the the, the T guy. Uh, who I yeah, mean, he, like, what is it with T in America versus England? We just kicked their ass when it, like, I mean. <laughs> And this is unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And then you go to you go to his Wikipedia page, Sir Thomas Lipton, the in the, in the the up part, the, the the top biography. Like you're talking Marty Schottenheimer's obit. Like yeah, this is this yeah. is his legacy. This is the top paragraph, the most important thing you need to know about the guy. Uh, it, it it talks about how he started Lipton Tea, whatever. He boasted that his secret for success was selling the best goods at the cheapest prices, harnessing the power of advertising, and always being optimistic. This is this is his Wikipedia page. And then so the, basically, like like business school one hundred and one. He's he's always optimistic, Charlotte. And then it goes on. He was the most persistent challenger in the history of America's Cup yacht race. That's that's one what, way of putting it. The most persistent you know what, challenger. Do you know what Thomas Lipton was? What. He was ever hopeful, Mark. <laughs> there it is. Thomas so. Lipton was ever hopeful. Also, producer Cat is telling us he died in 1931. So, well, there you go. 1930. <laughs> <laughs> Would this be the greatest sports story of all time if the Lipton Tea Company finances uh, uh, Shamrock a, a yacht, Six? Shamrock Six, and they come back in 20, you know, it's going to have to be a few years because 2021, America's Cup. In 2026, the Lipton Tea Company, we put a big fat Lipton logo on it, and Shamrock Six takes it home. Oh, my what a God. what a redemption that would be! <laughs> so we've got an email. I'm going to email um, Lipton Tea's PR people and just be like, "Hey, have you guys thought yeah. about this?" and yeah. see what they say. I'm going to do it from the People Sports Podcast email. I've never sent an email from that account. I only received them. Oh my um, God! So there you have it. That's uh, wow. Those are things you can watch. Between now and then. Oh, I was. I also had the, the. Never mind. Pitchers and catchers report February seventeenth, and I just wanted to make the joke of like, why do pitchers and catchers report before everyone else? Have we have we solved that <laughs> it's riddle? My favorite thing in baseball. They're like, uh, we need you guys for a little longer. And yeah, like, you guys got to show. Up. I, it's like it's, they got to show up early and like prepare the clubhouse or something. Is that it? Like they just get it. <laughs> this just, is one of those things that like it's just because we've always done it that way. Yeah. They just keep doing it that way. But if you yeah. stop and think about it, I mean, maybe the, if anybody knows why, tell me, but I can't see any logic. Do you think that's it. why Rick Ankeel, the uh, the Cardinals pitcher that got the yips and had to yeah. transition to, to become a center fielder? And then um, you, you remember that story. Uh, yeah, do, you, yeah, yeah. do you think he did I was did on the watch party with him. I talked to Rick Ankeel. Oh, Ankiel. yeah. Do you think he did that because he, he was sick of reporting early to spring training? He's like, I want to Definitely. get a couple more days of offseason. If I switch to center field, I can get a few more days. <laughs> he was like, it's the yips. Okay, yeah, the yes. yips. <laughs> I just need a little more vacation time. Um, um, all right, let's let's wrap the show up by uh, giving our th- – this was an idea we had today for for making lists was uh, uh, now that Sundays are free, we have no more football to, to take up an entire block of Sundays, sitting on the couch watching football all day. Uh, we are going to share with the people, Charlotte, our, our, the five things that we are going to do with our Sundays now that we have some free yes. time, right? Because here's the thing. You could – you could be sad about this or you could see it as an opportunity. And here on this podcast, we are ever hopeful. So mm-hmm. I ranked the top things that I'm excited to do now that we have Sundays where we're not glued to the couch. So yep. my fifth one is do literally nothing. Mm, that's a good one. Like, I just like that. Lie on the couch and stare at your phone and just be like, well, here I am. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. I do that a lot. I do it. A lot also, but now I can do it on Sundays. <laughs> What's your great- number five? <laughs> Grandma, what was life like back when you were... 
Go ahead. Well, oh my god, it just occurred to me that like my we, my grandkids someday will have an entire record of what a shithead I was at <laughs> this age. <laughs> uh, if had, you're listening, you, little little Charlotte Junior, uh, I want you to know I was very cool. Your grandkid is named Charlotte Junior. Interesting. Um, I guess it would be Charlotte the Third. <laughs> Uh, my, I, I tried to make my list also very relatable for everybody. It's stuff that I think all of us uh, do. And um, I know yes. what you're going to say. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you just say that. What is it? My number five is, uh, let me see what I've written down here. Uh, go to a farmer's market with a coffee in my hand that's way too hot to actually drink. So I don't ever actually drink it. Uh, I walk around for 30 minutes. <laughs> I buy nothing. But the entire time I fantasize about a life where I'm a real farmer's market guy who gets his produce there every week. <laughs> Okay. It's one of my favorite things to do on Sundays. Uh, I, I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were going to say go sailing. <laughs> do, uh, oh, that's that's coming. Spoiler alert. Uh, do do people actually buy things at farmer's markets or am I the weird one? Because I, I do. feel like, okay, all right. When I was in LA, I went to a farmer's market once I was released from quarantine and I bought a rom, rom, Romanesco cauliflower and didn't cook it and threw it out at the end of my stay. Producer Cat says she buys all her produce there. I don't believe it. I, I walk around. I've never bought a single thing at a farmer's. I live right by one. I walk around and I'm just like, that would be so cool to buy stuff. But like, no. My and mom is a big farmer's market guy. She says hi, by the way. I don't know why I, was, I just thought of uh, it, but she hi, told me, say hi to Mark. Hi, hi, mom. Um, I, I, uh, I, I had this theory that farmer's markets were just like subsidized by the cities that host them for vibes basically it was like we want to be we want to be a town we want to be a neighborhood that has farmer's market it's a good vibe to have a farmer's market but like none of these none of these little stalls make any money because no one actually buys anything they just like walk around with their coffee and people watch like i do i mean i I, my my family my mom cooks mostly just from the farmer's market so i i have to if you want to be a farmer's market guy, I can put you guys in touch. All right, touch. well, I'll tell you how to do it. that's what I'm looking forward to doing my Sundays okay. is becoming an actual farmer's market guy. You're, you're number four, please. Uh, watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> your, answers, your answers are like family feud answers. It's just like, <laughs> ding, and it's like two words. <laughs> well, I, knew that, I knew that you were going to go like really obscure. Show, show me, and watch so a I movie, like, ding, <laughs> number two answer on the board. All right. When was think about it? When was the last time you watched a movie? Uh, I, I actually watched Wally because we were talking about it on the last show. So I watched oh, it this right. week. I did oh. watch Wally and I cried. Oh boy, oh. did I cry! I cried so hard. I need hard. to watch. I still haven't seen Wally because unlike you, I didn't. So I didn't good. go with. It. So I good. get during the NFL season. I, I the reason I put this is because I, I find that I, I get very bad at watching movies um, because three of the nights are taken up with NFL and then the other nights I'm like, well, I should watch some basketball. But now that there's no NFL, it is easier to watch it. I, uh, my number four is, (laughs) well, it's, it's similar. We're going to continue the discussion because I swear to God, this was number four on my list. Um, I'm I'm not even kidding. I I had this, yours is watch movie. Mine is this. This is one of my favorite things to do on Sundays. Uh, I look at the clock around 7 PM after a productive day of running errands, cleaning my place, getting some exercise, just being, Mm -hmm. being a very responsible adult, uh, and deciding the best way to cap off the day is to watch a movie. And then, uh, I sit there, I spend two hours trying to figure out which movie to watch. I look up (laughs) at the clock. It's a little after nine. 
and I say, well, it's too late now. And I blew it. I blew the entire day. It was all tracking towards a perfect day and I blew it. So I'm excited to do that. That's what I do with my Sundays. I do that all the time. I can't wait for you not to choose a movie. I can't wait to hear what movies you didn't watch yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch uh, The Big Sick uh, this past Sunday. I didn't oh, watch okay. it. Uh, well, no, two oh, Sundays okay. ago, the Super Bowl is this time. Two Sundays ago, uh, I did not watch The Big Sick. Uh, but I did, I, at, at about 9.45, I said to myself, that would be a good movie to watch. And I looked at the clock and I was like, well, too late now. I guess I'm going to bed. <laughs> so I'm excited, are... to, I'm excited to do that. That'll be fun. I, mean, well, I can't wait to hear what else you don't watch. Um, okay, my number three is... Number three on the board. <laughs> number three on the board is clean and listen to music while you clean. Mm, okay. This is my ultimate. This uh, there's nothing better than honest. This is how you know I'm washed now. Than on a Sunday is to have. Oh, if oh my god, I'm getting like I'm like drooling thinking about this. If it's five thirty on a Sunday evening, and and the dishwasher's going and the washing machine is also going, and you can finally sit down after having swept, and you've got some, you know, like you mm-hmm. put like Sam Cook on the, yep. and, and it's like a little or like some something kind of jazzy or just like Motown, and the and you're clean and you've folded laundry, and you it, it is one of it's probably one of my top five feelings in the entire world. Mm-hmm. I'm, and it's I'm with easier you. Yeah. to do that on a Sunday when there's no football. Especially because football's my job, so I have to be working when I'm doing it. When you put music on, is it? Do you have your headphones in, or is it? Uh, no, the, it's all it's all throughout the apartment. It has to be throughout the, the apartment throughout for the, the best place. experience. And if yeah. bonus points, if you put on Queens, I want to break free and do the air guitar on mm. a mop. Mm. There you go. That's your so, that's your risky business. Is the the risky business scene is your your yours is Queen. Yep. That's your song that gets you yep. uh, just dancing around the house and. Yep. All right. Well, the Freddie Mercury video is him. the The music video of that song is him vacuuming. So oh, I think I really? saw that. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, greatest. Well, it looks like music I have homework. I'll send it to you. It looks like I have homework. Uh, that's a good one. Very very adult of you. I'm proud of you, Charlotte. You're growing up. Thanks. Uh, number three on my list. Take Moses to the dog park and say uh, in a very sarcastic tone, oh, damn, it must be my unlucky day to dog owners who say that their dog never does this, quote, as <laughs> as their dog is being a dick to Moses. <laughs> Another great tradition of mine is, uh, yeah, th- th- this is a pet peeve of mine is dog owners that are like, oh, my God, I don't know what's gotten into him. He never does this. And then I'm just like, oh, he never does this? He never does this. This is the one time he's, your dog has ever humped another dog. and. <laughs> Wow. How lucky am I <laughs> that I get to be here? Unlucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that must be my unlucky day. I've seen you get annoyed at a, yeah. at, a, at a loose dachshund on the beach. Yep. Yep. Who approached a sandwich. It happened. We, yeah, we were sitting on the beach. And the, yeah. <laughs> Winter no, dog comes up Mark trying to. Yeah. You literally I, did nothing. You just looked down and the dachshund's trying to eat your sandwich and you're like, see, I hate this. <laughs> no, you know what I said? I said out loud, but like not loud enough for the guy to hear, but mm-hmm. loud, you know, like I, I found that perfect level of volume to like yeah. get it out, but not like have a guy pull a knife on me. No. Um, I said, you know what they should make is like a thing where the owner can hold on to and then you tie like a the other end around the dog's neck. Yeah. And then so yeah. that way the dog can't get away from the owner. They should make a device like that. I said that's that. exactly <laughs> what you said. No, that's oh a that's God. a that's a pet peeve of mine. So I'm excited to uh to get upset at the dog park, basically, is my my bullet point number three. So there you go. Okay, that's that's a good one. Uh, my number two is go for a walk at the most beautiful part of the day without feeling guilty about it. Ooh, okay. 
because I feel intensely guilty if I take a break from watching football. And this isn't just because it's my job. I'm like, I'm going to miss something. The best play is going to happen while I'm not sitting there. And so I just literally end up glued to the couch. Um, Or if I do risk it, the best play always happens when I am taking a walk. So I'm really excited to be able to go for a walk at like 3 p.m. and not feel terrible about it or just timing your walk in general is always hard when a full slate of football is going on because you think like all right when the first games are over i'm going to go on a walk then i'll come back for the second games but then the first game runs a little long yes and then now the second game started and you're like damn and i said i'd take the walk now but the second game just started so i guess i'm stuck here maybe i'll go at halftime of this game but then you know but then you're hungry at halftime yeah but then something happens and before you know it you're stuck on the couch all day and Exactly. No walk. So, yeah, I, I, I sympathize with that. Mm, thank you. Um, number two on my list. This one's a little more relatable to everybody. I've, I've been doing some pretty specific ones, so I tried to make it so oh it's a little God. more. Uh... <laughs> Shut up. What is it? Mine, mine is also has to do with taking walks. Mine is uh, walk, around Medina, uh, walk around Marina Del Rey and try to see my fantasy come to fruition where an old man is working on his boat. And if you, <laughs> he could use a little muscle to help him out. So he says, hey, hey. Hey, can you help me out, buddy? And then I come help him. And then I, you know, as I'm helping him tie up his boat or do whatever he's working on, I, I come to find that this is actually like a secondary boat and he's he's a rich man and he's got a actually a ball and ass yacht on the other side of the arena. And he and I strike up this friendship, which I later learn is is fueled by uh he, he has a, a son that he hasn't talked to in decades who turned his back on his father, and I remind him of that son. And oh so he, he and I are now like the best of friends. I give him a little muscle to help out with his dock work. And he, in turn, I, I, what I get out of it is I get to use his yacht whenever I want. And we have this great thing going on for about a year. And then suddenly the, sh- the sun shows up. And Charlotte, there's a rivalry. And now it's me versus the sun. And, and who's going to win his father's affection? And he decides we're going we're gonna to settle it on the water with a race of some sort on sailboats. I obviously win the race because I'm, I am a proficient sailor. But at the end of the race, I turn to the son. I turn to the father. I give a big speech about the importance of family. They're both sobbing, just, just tears pouring from their eyes. They're, then they hug each other. And as they hug each other, Charlotte, that's when I make my escape. I walk into the sunset, never to see them again. Oh. So that's, that's number two on my on list. Are you working on a screenplay? Or like, can you take that and turn it inside? Watch that, man. You're onto something. I don't so, know. Yeah. You, 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 wrote, you wrote one book. If, maybe write another, but have it not be true. If it hasn't been, it. if it hasn't been made clear, by the way, uh, so the whole point of the bit, I'm, I'm going to explain the bit and ruin the joke, is that uh, our producer cat makes these graphics of like our top five. Lists. I know, I know exactly what you're doing this entire time, <laughs> and I'm purposely trying to make just the most elaborate, ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, she says you are so mean Kat, I, I expect you. to see every damn word of, of my number two Mark, I on knew the, the minute you started doing this I was like oh he's doing this I know okay okay are you ready here's mine yeah <clears throat> my, no- <laughs> my number one thing to do on a Sunday is go for start my 3pm walk in Brooklyn and start walking around and think, should I go to the grocery store? And then I think, 
Mm, not yet, because I can always go around five if I decide that I would like to cook as opposed to ordering out. And then I think, well, I should definitely go to the wine store. So then I make my way over to the wine store where you can't go in because currently it's COVID and they have a plexiglass thing over the door. And I say to the guy, Nico, I say, Nico, do you have any new natural wines that I would like to try? And he says, why, yes, Charlotte, a few just came in from the Jura Valley. And I say, fantastic. And then he shows me six and I can't decide which one I want. So I end up spending $300 on six bottles of wine because Nico is a very good salesman. And then I walk back to the house and I put them in the fridge and I think, well, I guess I got to decide which one to have tonight. <laughs> it's a great number one. That's a great number one. That's what I'm most looking forward uh, to. I love that your graphic is going to be number five, do nothing. Number four, watch a movie. Number three, clean. Number one, <laughs> here's a novel. What's your number one? <laughs> oh my god, my number one, and this is uh, this is actually serious. This is actually th- th- my my whole list of what I'm gonna do with my Sundays is actually boils down to number one. I just filled it in with uh, the the rest to get a top five. My number one is I'm going to take the New York Times in paper form because I subscribe to the only the Sunday Times. It shows up at my front door every Sunday. The uh-huh. the actual newspaper. I take it to the beach. I sit on the beach and uh, I, I, I read articles that I have zero interest in reading. And then whoever's sitting next to me at the beach, if, if, if someone's with me, I turn to them and I say, I, I say, wow, this is interesting. Listen to this at least <laughs> once per article that I'm reading. And then they must uh, love and that. They, they, they love it. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. They're like, what's that? And I'm like, did you know that elephants are actually... <laughs> So did you know that there's this thing going on in Cambodia right now? We're like, and they're like, wow, that is interesting. <laughs> like, okay, Mark, that's a great one. That's what I do. So, and I, and I, I, that is what I'm going to do with my Sunday. So I'm excited for great list. Look at us with the, just pumping out. Just amazing great, content. Very relatable list. Not to brag. Cat's <laughs> not, Cat's going to, Cat's going to rebel by not putting this podcast out into the world. She's going to be like. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what we want from you guys. We want you to watch the Australian Open, the Daytona uh-huh. 500, Ted Ligeti's last race, the Prada Cup, mm-hmm. and you can tell us what you learned or you can just tell us what you're excited to do with your Sundays now that you have them back from football. But you have to email us. This is very important. Um, we're going to do a bonus episode where if you email us, we will read it. So they will no longer just go well, into the ether. it's not... That's that's uh, you're opening yourself up to just people okay, sending yeah, yeah, us yeah. vile. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> if you write us one that we like, we'll read it. So make it good. Yeah, there you go. That that's that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, we, we said we we're going to do it this week. It did. I forget why it didn't happen. But we're we're definitely doing. I it. had a migraine again, and it was These the week migraines. after the Super Bowl. You gotta you gotta you gotta have the. Uh, what was the remedy we came up with for the migraines? Someone drills a hole in your head. That's what it was. Yep. Got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I need have, that. Like, I need a hole have in some, <laughs> Have some Lipton tea. That might help, too. There you go. Um, uh, oh, I had I had this idea. It, it, it surely someone has stolen this name, but uh, our my idea for our bonus episodes we're doing, we're reading emails and reading uh, tweets and all that kind of stuff. Um Surely someone has stolen this. So I I apologize if if yeah. I'm jacking it. I promise I I came up with this on my own. It's not that original, but it it it, I, it clicked and I got excited. We should yeah. call it honorable mentions. Oh, right, phenomenal, right, absolutely perfect. Because it's a it's a play on words, Charlotte. You understand? Yes, you understand what the play on words is? You understand? Honorable what? mentions. <laughs> You understand? You, do you get it? Do you I get, get it, Charlotte? It. My female brain somehow processed that. Honorable Listen, mentions. Is that not genius? Am I a I genius? Love <laughs> I love it so much. And the thing about honorable mentions is that there is a winner. So most of them are going to be honorable mm-hmm. mentions, except for the winner, 
which we get to at the end. So you yeah. could be a winner, and we're going to figure out how to give you a prize. So yeah, we're, we're, we should start a show called Honorable Mentions. On my, but uh, come to find out, we're gonna we're gonna stop recording this, and it's like every every you know that that that's been that observation no, it's, it's has been made a million times. It's the People's Sports Podcast Honorable, Honorable Mention Edition. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Done. Boom. Done. There it is. Dynamite. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> what, what else is there? How else do we wrap it up? Do we end with that? I don't know. See you guys. Uh, see you guys next week for the first bonus episode.